during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language and mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars they are, and God bless them for that. And this baby hits 88 miles per hour. You're gonna see some serious shit. I have a plan. You got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101. Instructors Casey Jones. Movie. Comic book. Movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. More bizarre! Pro wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> All the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board those comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to... Talk nerdy to me. I just wanted to leave it on the theme song for a little bit longer this week. I don't know why. It just felt right. If, ladies and gentlemen, on this all-new episode, brand new Wednesday, April 24rd, 24rd, 2024 uh all-new episode, very special episode, which I'll get into in just a second. First, let me introduce everybody. Uh, we'll go around the horn. You and you know everybody already. We have the most creatively named man in all of podcasting. We have Koran. Hi. We have the most American podcaster in the history of America. We have Julian. Get some. <laughs> Get some. Get okay, some. whatever. Channeling yeah, is in her. Uh, fuck you. I think. I think from I'm now back. on. Fuck you. How about that? I think I'm going to start announcing you literally as the podcaster who is the living incarnation of Duke Nukem. <laughs> he is fair statement. That is think, fair. That's fair, man. I think he is the most like Duke Nukem out of anybody that I've ever met in real life, and the uh, best bearded man in all the podcasting. He is Obi John. Hello there. There he is. Now, if you went downtown to your your own historic downtown, and you went, I'm just I'm, I'm going to just name the store. If you went to the talk nerdy to me store which we're going to call the uh the talk nerdy to me yank it grocery store and you got your you got your talk nerdy to me special ticket and uh you had on your ticket today's this week's winning ticket as to why we started late if your winning ticket says no technical issues just talking wrestling you're the you're <laughs> that's this, true you're this it could have been any given week <laughs> you're this week's <laughs> yeah. grand prize winner because there was no technical issues for starting this week late. We were just talking wrestling. Now, it's important to note, if you have the ticket that says talking wrestling, not a winner. It is not, That's not a winner. Uh, specifically, wrestling. Exactly. Wrestling. Yeah. It has wrestling. to be one. Yeah, no technical issues, just talking wrestling. That's, that's why. So, W-R-A-S-S-L-I-N apostrophe. apostrophe. Yes, yes. Wrestling. So, if you have that ticket... 
send us a picture to our Facebook page, to our face page, and uh, you will get a prize. You can also email it to iheartstamos at yes, gmail.com. You sure can. Uh, because, yeah, that is, um, that, that is the official winning ticket this week from if you go down to your uh, local Talk Nerdy to Me Yank It store. Um, remind me, by the way, when we get through the first topic and we're in the in-between and I start talking about the, uh, the tip jar... Because we were throwing out ideas for um, uh, bonus spinoff shows, and I want to run a couple by you guys. We're going to do a little bit. What's up? Our Just the Tip Jar? Yeah, yeah, the Just the Tip Jar. Uh, We had a think tank session this morning, and I have some ideas. We're going to do a live brainstorming session for the public that I want to throw out a couple spinoff show ideas to you guys. But we're going to get to that because we've got a topic to get to. First, now we're not going to talk about what everybody wants to talk about right now. We're not talking about Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> that was That's the joke. British version yeah. of the Avengers, uh, mm-hmm. right now, formerly known as Excalibur, with Captain Britain, uh, Union Jack. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Yeah, uh, right Crawler. now, like literally <laughs> at this moment, trying to remember who the hell else is on that team. Trending in the United Kingdom with 93.8 thousand tweets is hashtag Avengers Endgame, which is hashtag A-V-A-N-G-E-R-S Endgame. So uh, I guess that's the British spelling of Avengers. Like color is O-U-R. I need to go change an Instagram post real quick. So that's, yeah, so we're not going to be talking about Avengers right now. That's going to be. I could. I know you could. I could ruin it for everyone. Because you had the. Uh, can I, I could just I, make some shit up. You, you ready? You, you ready? Should. Captain yeah. America is in the movie. What? I know. <laughs> I know. Man, my favorite part is when Ryan Reynolds shows up as Green Lantern. <laughs> that was fucked up. Just starts messing uh, with everybody. But no, everybody. the part when Luke Skywalker showed up at the end, I was just like, what the hell, Disney? Oh, and then yeah. fucking Donald Duck showed up. Yeah. And I was like, Disney no, has just dude, gone you off. You were playing Kingdom Hearts. You were oh, just playing oh. Kingdom Hearts. Remember, oh, yeah. remember when Sorry, Thanos was about to win and Steamboat Willie just comes in and knocks him over? <laughs> yeah. Good times. Good times. Then you got that fight with Bluto on, on, on the Village Rat? That's just my fanfic, yes. Oh, That's just ooh. my fanfic. Ooh. Uh, no, not that kind of fanfic. Okay, good. Not that. Thank goodness. Uh, we've got... Um, uh, can I ask the one question that I asked uh, before we went on, though? Do you think that's Okay. Should I not? You broke should, up. You did what? Should I, should I ask that? Can I ask that one question that I asked before we went on the air, or should I just not yes. ask anything? Okay. It, I just want just a simple yes or no. I'm wearing a purple thong today. Yes. Oh, yes or no? Sorry, oh. sorry. You, you and me both. Ooh, one of us <laughs> is going to have to change. Uh, nah. Uh, is there a mid or end credits scene to set something else up? There is something at the end of the credits. That's all I will say. Ooh, something. And I don't want to spoil anything. It's not what you're used to, Okay, but there is something. And the only reason I bring it up is it could be nothing. It could mean a bunch of different things. I have a feeling it's going to be something that we're going to speculate a a bunch uh, as fans until we're given some reasoning for it. Because it's definitely there. But I'm not entirely like, even I saw it with like six other people today uh, and everyone interpreted it differently. 
trying to be very careful about the words I select. Um, so I don't know what it means. I'm not sure what it's supposed to be, but I, I be there to experience it for yourself. Um, you know, let's just so go ahead and join the discussion. Let's just go ahead and describe it. There's a classroom and the teacher says, Oliver, Tommy Oliver. And so, you know, the Green Ranger is going to be in the next one. No, it's not as ham fisted as that garbage <laughs> was. Anyway, no, there's 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 no like tease for the next movie. Like there's no uh, um, Spider-Man Homecoming clip or anything like that. The right. stuff we're used to. Right. It's something different. Um, I'll, I'll say that. Much. That's all you get. That's all you get for Avengers Endgame. Uh, that's all you get. We're gonna use the British spelling for the rest of this episode. Uh, that's all. We're not gonna spoil anything, <laughs> mostly because almost fifty percent of us have seen it so far. But when the when the Avengers get on the Millennium Falcon, what? Uh, it was crazy. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's my stolen right. Ghostbusters two joke. Almost fifty percent of us have seen it, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're not gonna spoil that. We're not gonna talk about it. I think the rest of us are seeing it tomorrow. Uh, but we got a special uh, podcast we're not preview. Gonna... What? What? Yeah, you're breaking up really bad. Again. I'm sorry. Yeah. My, my my thing shows that I'm doing fine. I don't know what's going on. I might be recording okay, but we're like, not hearing. Yeah, my thing is like super green. I don't know. Okay. It's like super green. Green like the Hulk who's in this movie? What? Oh, I know. I just ruined it for you, didn't Spoilers I? Spoilers oh. abound. I heard, I heard that the Hulk eats in this movie. Can you confirm or deny <laughs> Well, if you remember the scene we talked about on the pre-show, Hulk eats a whole lot of something. Ooh. I hope it's, I hope it's buttholes. Oh, jeez. It's not, not. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. So, sorry. do you want to do uh, your topic or my topic first? I don't care. Okay. Um, it doesn't matter. We can do mine first. It's all good. Okay. So I was starting to think, I was flipping through channels, and usually I try not to think, but I was I was flipping through channels a couple days ago on the old TV, and I kind of noticed a trend, and I remember back in like the 90s and even the early 2000s, um, it used to be that sitcoms were everywhere. You had, you know, every every channel had sitcoms, whether it was you go back like Home Improvement, you go to like Friends and How I Met Your Mother and all this stuff. Like the, the sitcom used to be the flagship of the major networks. And now I've found myself that if you take out Big Bang Theory, if you count that as a sitcom, and Last Man Standing, that was revived by Fox. I can't name any other sitcoms at all. According to Jim, is all mercifully right. you, you broke up. You take out. You take out what in Last Man Standing? Big Bang Theory. If you count that as a, uh, if you count that as a uh, sitcom. Okay. Um. So I'm sitting here and I'm like. Is I just I just kept thinking to myself is the the sitcom as we know it dead is the concept and idea of a sitcom like a half hour sitcom is it dead 
you have like Fox has some animation stuff. Like I don't necessarily consider like the Simpsons and Bob's Burgers like traditional sitcoms. But other than that, they had that one. Uh, what was it? Rel that they already canceled. So, is is this idea of and this concept of the sitcom dead? It has TV just evolved to where a sitcom is just done. Like, do we just not need sitcoms anymore? I don't know. Where are all the stand-up comedians? To Traditional, get like, what is it like a a two camera with a live studio audience and all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, does anybody even do live audiences other than talk shows anymore? I feel like it's 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 all cyclical. Um, it, it, that's like TV is is you know what's hot now in five to ten years is going to have fizzled out and we'll be on to the next thing, and then five to ten years from that it'll be popular and hot again. Like that's you know, um, sitcoms changed a lot, like from the inception of them back in like the seventies with like All in the Family. Uh, or if you want to go back, do you consider Brady Bunch a sitcom? Um, they evolved more in like the 80s and 90s with shows like uh, Roseanne, uh, the original Roseanne, not the new one. Um, and and Ellen, they, they got a bit edgier, uh, certainly got raunchier. Uh, Seinfeld broke all the rules and was like the number one thing. Like so, they 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 evolve and change. And then you get like after Friends, like no one wanted to do sitcoms for a while because it was like this huge thing just ended, and no one wants to try. To, like every effort to copy that success was failing. Like uh, was it Coupling and uh, the Joey spinoff just all tanked. So like we had a while where sitcoms kind of went away, and it was all about reality TV. Yeah, I mean, I still and think. You got, Sorry, I was actually just going to piggyback off what you were saying. Finish your thought first. No, go for it. I mean, I was actually going to say, like, I and I think that's where the big thing comes in, is uh, reality TV is so cheap to make comparatively. Um, and I think that's why you've seen it have the staying power it has. You know, I think, what, Big Brother and shows like, I think The Bachelor's on its, like, 30-something season now because they do, like, two or three a year. Um, and, you know, Big Brother's on, like, season 27, and you know, all these shows are so dirt cheap to make that they just keep throwing all that shit against the wall to see what sticks over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I did have a couple, like, caveat questions here. Like, would you guys consider, uh, The Office a sitcom? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. would. But yeah. it's, it, it, the format changed. Because yeah, sure. after The Office, we got a slew of shows just like The Office. Yeah. I would say, honestly, since... Because, you know, you, you think sitcoms, and I think a lot of people, especially our age, uh, the first thing that pops in their head is Friends. Um, Ron, I, full health. Ah, valid. Uh, TGIF. But... Uh, I really think like you're you are definitely either seeing a change or just kind of like the downfall because you know I, I think the market got oversaturated for a bit and there there were a few like there were a couple things that kind of stu- stood out because Flanagan when did when did Scrubs start? Uh, two thousand one. 
Okay, so it started, what, like two, two, three years before Friends went off the air. Um, and I'm trying to think, like, shows like The Office and How I Met Your Mother both started, like, almost, uh, I think How I Met Your Mother started the year after Friends ended, and I think the first, like, that sixth season episode one of The Office started the, the year uh, Friends ended. I think it was, like, a fall or like a winter thing that they just kind of threw on to see if it would work. But overall, like, I don't know. I'm not really sure if the sitcom's dead or if it's just going through another change. I will say I definitely do think that the animated shows count as sitcoms, like Bob's Burger, Family Guy, American Dad, and Simpsons. So. I disagree, yeah. but I respect your opinion. Thanks, Well, Bob. they were, especially Simpsons uh, and Family Guy were part of the fun that they were mocking the traditional sitcoms of the time. Like again, it, it's, you look back and it's, it's goofy now, but Simpsons, when it came out, was provocative. Like it pushed the boundaries, you know, Homer strangles Bart. And that was something you didn't see on sitcoms of the day. You know, um, they'd have episodes where they didn't resolve the entire problem in 20 minutes. Like it, it, it they were successful in part because they pushed back against expectations of what a sitcom was. Um, um, Married with Children, exact same thing. It was phenomenal because it was a complete reversal of every sitcom trope. Uh, so like that, that model was very firmly set. And I, I think we've seen that we've seen people stray from that and try new and different things. Um, I mean, Scrubs, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's not a, you know, one camera, one single set kind of thing. It was, you know, multi-camera, very more filmic. But as far as, like, tone and the writing, it was still very much a sitcom. It was goofy doctors in a hospital searching for love. I, that's a sitcom. Uh, but it was done in a different way. And that the success of that led people to try more multi-camera sitcom-ish stuff. And then, again, like, Office came along and you got uh, Parks and Rec, which season one is just trying to be The Office. Oh, God, uh, yeah. Even... Um, um, the Muppets short-lived show was basically The Office with Muppets. Like, literally, that's what the show was. Um, Sounds so, fantastic. Like, that's... I loved it so much, and I'm sad it got canceled. Yeah. It was a little weird, uh, but it was fun. Like, the last uh, but... three episodes, it really started to get its legs, and it really started yeah. to get good. And as soon as they got there for... Like, as soon as they started to figure it out, it got canceled. Usually how it goes. It bummed me out so much. Yeah, that's the like we'll we'll that model is firmly in place and we're gonna see the cycle of going against that model and changing like deliberately trying to be different from that model and being the exact opposite of that model and like new um takes on that model of sitcom and then eventually we're gonna cycle back around to just doing that again. Like that's T V is very, very mm -hmm. cyclical. And what's popular. Uh, I mean, there was an online petition a couple years ago to bring back Seinfeld. There's a whole Reddit that's um, is it modern Seinfeld, uh, where it's literally people writing out, like, if Seinfeld was still on today, here's, like, an episode log, line log. Oh, I love that. That has one of my favorite jokes I've ever seen. And it just, the entire episode is George trying to get a girl to break up with him by only responding to her text with new phone, who dis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they would do an episode about ghosting or, you know, shit like that. Like, 
so that you know again i i think it's we might be on a downswing of that especially now since shows like big bang theory is about to be off the air and that Thank is kind of fucking like god your opinions aside it's the right. highest rated comedy on tv or it was for a while uh but it's ending so i think we're gonna see for the next few years no one's gonna try to do exactly that they're gonna kind of let some space uh some time go by before someone tries to be the next big bang well i wish they'd fucking hurry up because i'm sick and tired of every show being either a cop drama a firefighter drama or a fucking hospital drama set in chicago it's fucking stupid and i do want to uh i do want to touch on this because i guess and i'm I'm sure we were going to get there but um like and this is going to sound weird i have heard so many people talk about like, if you can suffer through the first two or three episodes about just how fucking funny The Ranch on Netflix gets. Oh, yeah, I've heard mm. really good things it's about with, The Ranch. Uh, yeah, it's Sam Elliott, Ashton Kutcher, and the guy that played Hyde. I can't remember his name. Danny uh, Masterson? Yeah, yeah. Hyde, uh, yeah. yeah. It has its moments. It's it's really hit or miss. Some of the episodes are really good. I mean, we watched it when uh, the last time I was on an extended vacation. We got through, like, the first six seasons, and... uh it just fuck like there are some parts where I just wanted to throw a hammer at the TV. So, I mean, it is what it is. There's only three seasons, something like it. It's just something. It's really, it's really oddly paced, and sometimes it's hilarious, sometimes it's god awful. They go with some really heavy situations, and it's just Netflix has become like this weird, like medium, like proving ground. Like if you can survive on Netflix, you can survive anywhere. Basically, is what they're, or it's just cheaper and easier to throw shit on me. God damn it. Uh-oh, tripped it. It wasn't me this time. <laughs> it took you a while to find the button. It did. It took me a minute. He uh, usually does. It, yeah, I had to load up the Google but, Drive. I mean, anyway, sorry. Click, click. All right, it's over. I mean, that show's okay. I mean, it's not... I guess it's it's a raunchy attempt at a sitcom, but I mean... It is what it is. It's. I mean, it's worth watching a few episodes, but it's it's nothing special. He's a fucking moron, no matter what character he's playing. So, <laughs> Coron's line: "You're not wrong." <laughs> that was me getting a text message. Sorry, I had my. Now but I mean, I don't, I don't understand what the fascination. I don't know the fascination with like medical dramas and all this bullshit. Like, I remember like when you know medical dramas were like soap operas. You know, you had General Hospital and Saint Elsewhere and all that bullshit. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, like. You turn on the TV and there's 57 different fucking hospital shows. And then they cross over with the cop shows. And then they cross over with the firefighter shows. It's just like, how many I don't need to know every Chicago, single... How many fucking Chicago shows are there now? At least three. Yeah, and they're and all goddamn, the same I don't night need to know now. every single... Yeah, and they're all... Like, they've all got like 30-something characters. I feel like I know every single asshole that lives in fake Chicago. Yep. I don't care about fucking Chicago. I don't care about Pittsburgh either. I don't give a fuck about any of these big ass cities and their idiot doctors. Like I could care fucking less. See, we need like Mayberry, but I just feel like, like some random small town fire department where it's literally like the cops just drive around. Tacoma. Yeah. Tacoma FD is funny. Now that you yeah, that show looks fucking hilarious. Is, I think that that's like the new, funny. I guess, the new comedy that's coming out. So, yeah. But it's on true TV, so yeah. most people aren't going to get to fucking see it. So That's true. Oh, you Unless mean, you have like a, a Fire Stick or Hulu or something, you you'll never hear of half the funny shows that are on TV. It's on the Impractical Jokers channel. 
Which is yeah. all, oh and, god, and, and then about for an hour a day at that magician, and that's all true TV is. It's yeah, a, what's his name? Uh, Carbonaro yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Carbonaro effect or whatever. True yeah. TV that is that literally fucking asshole. Twenty-two hours of Impractical Jokers, one hour of of uh, the Magician Show, and now one hour a day of Tacoma FD, and that's it. That's all it is. Does anybody get the Paramount Channel? Yes, used to be Spike TV. Does it show anything other than Bar Rescue? No. No. Not that I'm complaining. Nope. No, I, I think it's on. I think I've got it on Sling. I don't know if I've ever actually watched it. It's on the TV at work, and no yeah. matter what time I take my lunch break, whether it's an opening <laughs> shift, a closed shift, or a mid-shift, I know the Paramount Network is going to have Bar Rescue yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, it's a great show. What channel is... fucking show is Kitchen Nightmares oh, yeah. or Restaurant Impossible, but it's a bar. Um, so um, I'm addicted to it. And it's a guy that looks but... like... Uh, okay, what, uh... Correct me if I'm wrong. He looks like... What's the guy... From from dusk till dawn, uh, the black guy from uh, from dusk till dawn when he turns into a vampire, that's what the guy from Bar Rescue <laughs> looks like. Just like pull up a Which picture. Which guy from dusk till dawn turns into a vampire? Because yeah, the, there's a lot of those. The the, the black guy who's like um, uh, who's like he tells that crazy military story. And Be a calm no. yeah, 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 yeah. That guy when he turns into a vampire, look up a picture of him. And no, then, I am because you're way off. Yeah, look at the look at the guy from Bar Rescue. It's first totally of all, weird. one's Italian and one's African American. So. Uh, no, I'm telling you, look at the way that John Taffer styles Color, his hair. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, John Taffer and I can't remember the name of the guy. Hold on. If Carl would stop sending me links to pro wrestling tees, <laughs> you know they. It's a out... screenshot. Yes. <laughs> you know what? They've paid out five million. Jesus, they've paid out five million. Yeah, and they're five having dollars a... in. in... Uh, yeah, that's what the flash sales for. That shirt is awful. I mean, I want it, but holy balls! <laughs> that's it's just the, dark. It's the it's the Marty Skrull shirt from God. when all the other guys left to go start AEW, so he created Villain Enterprises. I thought that was like the only shirt Hulk Hogan wears now. Oh my like, God! <laughs> like, holy shit! It says it says all my friends are dead. For anyone who doesn't who's not getting the fact that uh, we're this is an audio show and we're talking about stuff that we're texting each other. <laughs> it says, it's just a black shirt that says, all my friends are dead. And so, yeah, I thought that was literally like the Hulk Hogan SummerSlam 90 shirt, like when he goes to the reunion. Good God. Do you think John Taffer looks like Fred Williamson? Well, when he turns. In not, vampire form. Yeah, not yeah. normal. Not normal. No, well, it's actually it's also a punk <laughs> that's song. That's offensive. Like that's, like, that's, that's called "All offensive. My Friends Are Dead." So <laughs> don't try and save it now. I mean, no, I'm, I'm just, just kidding. kidding. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious and dark as hell. So <laughs> yeah, I think I think that John Taffer looks like looks like that guy when he's turned to a vampire. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that John Taffer looks like that black guy. That would be completely incorrect. I would I would argue with myself on that. <laughs> I often do. Wait, what channel? Like Paramount. Getting back to channels, what channel shows true or uh, live P- live PD? Oh, A and E. Is it A and E? Okay, man. I know all. Like, if you want to talk about <laughs> shit television, like I'm your guy. Cops with the commentary desk. Yeah, yeah. Cops is now yeah, on yeah, Paramount exactly. Network. But yeah, live PD with Dan Abrams is A and E. Hell yeah. Yeah, Cops just seems highbrow compared to Live PD. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Cops is classy, man. When you have Inner Circle do your theme song, you're a real show. It's true. You've made it in this world. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so the sitcom, yeah, Cops. Uh, 
love it. Love that show. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I think you're right. Yeah, it's now it's like the hour drama. Like it's the hour long drama. Everybody's trying to go uh, dramatic with everything and and trying to be super serious. And I just I don't know. I, I like I, I I guess you know the 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 series of sitcoms in a row. That that's like my childhood. Like that, I have nostalgic memories for that. So I guess it's just weird to see the turn where everybody's kind of moving away from sitcoms. You missing your TGIF days? I am. I am. Like uh, I don't know, but yeah, it seems. Did trying to bring that? Whoa. Okay, everyone tried to talk. Yeah, everybody. All uh, pig pile. (laughs) Didn't they try to bring back TGIF for a minute? Yeah, and it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the how same. many years ago? Was, how do you look at those two pictures and say that I'm wrong? I mean, you're right. Look at you, it. You, you really are right. Just I look almost, at like, it. I almost lost it. Yeah. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Oh, man. I'm going to post these two pictures up as comments on when we post the MP3 <laughs> file. And I'm going to let everybody vote. Because damn it all, okay. I'm right. Damn it all. John, you're too uh, close to this one. You sit and watch him every day. You're, you're too <laughs> invested. I can't quit. I'll know everything about how to run a bar after I watch one more season of right. Bar Rescue. So we're going to open up a bar later then. Yes. And I'll know everything, what to do so and not to do. Is the success rate for Bar Rescue as bad as Nightmare Kitchen or whatever it is? Because I have, it's much better. It's much, it's much better. I haven't looked it is up, it? but I'll say this. It's the... The episodes I've seen, and I haven't watched like full seasons, but like every episode of Kitchen Nightmares is essentially the same stuff. Your 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 kitchen's a mess. Your your food is terrible, and your decor is outdated. It's that repeat over like nine seasons. Bar Rescue, well, yes, there's a lot of common problems. Like your bartenders don't know what they're doing. They're overpouring stuff like that. They do get into the more specific things of each bar. Like this bar has a bad location, so how do we deal with that? Um, this bar has a great location, but we're not pulling people in, like stuff like that. They they do it does at least the episodes I've seen. It feels like they put more specific detail into that bar than it is just like a hey, we remodeled your dining room and we gave you new equipment. Yay! Okay, bye. Um, which is not to say they don't do that. <laughs> no, I think they've got a like a between seventy and eighty percent success rate right now. Wow. And he's done like 150 episodes. So, yeah, like, yeah, that's pretty. Wow, this really turned into like a bar rescue show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. So we yes. turn and here I'm we okay are. With it. Sitcoms are dead. What's yeah. going to be the next blank rescue? First it was kitchens. Now it's bars. What's next? And then Gordon Potty. Tried to do uh, that. Porta Potty Rescue. Who oh. tried? Porta Potty. Porta Potty Rescue, baby. Ooh. Ooh. Now, oh. I'm going to bring in Marty here. grandmother has one now. Marty is our urinal cake expert. Hey, nope, nope. I, are, I okay. already regret this decision. I got it. I got it. It's uh, gonna be a uh, media store rescue. Ooh, yeah. I wish. It, I wish they would do like airline rescue, like airplane, <laughs> like, you, like you fix your damn airplanes. Uh, don't buy planes like that crash. Soul plane. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Make a soul plane. I'm down. Didn't I'm they try down? to make that a series? Uh, yeah, legit. Did they make that try to make probably. that a series? I when... genuinely thought they did. Yeah. Oh, okay. good. I was about to say something probably offensive. I'm glad that you. I know they me. sure made a pilot. Ha ha ha! Boo. I'll see myself out now. Uh-huh. Yeah, you uh, should. Bye. 
Yeah. Oh, Punch yourself in the dick. He's actually really <laughs> gone. Like, he's gone. All right, give Kimber the microphone. We're just going to have Kimber on the show for the rest of the episode. She's got a foul mouth. I'll put ruff, 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 ruff. You can't say that. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Kimber! Ruff, ruff, language. Ruff. Yeah. There are children listening who shouldn't be. Earmuffs, kids. <laughs> Little chitlins. Shitlins, yeah. whatever you are. <laughs> Anything else about sitcoms that are rare to move on? I guess we're, yeah, we're pretty much. Okay. I just, I, I guess, I don't know. I remember when, like, it used to be the thing for, like, stand-up comedians to get a sitcom. Yeah. And now it's like, now the dream is to get a Netflix special. So Wait, dude, happening. that I, I'm telling you, that trend's going to come back around again. I hope Because so. everything is cyclical. Zach Braff needs work. Give him a sitcom. <laughs> Why doesn't Fluffy have his own show, damn it? Right? Uh, ever since the demise of, if it's if it's gone, I don't really know if it is, Mike Tyson's Mysteries. <laughs> there are just no good sitcoms left. It's a real People show, need huh? to stop giving Patton Oswalt work. He's on <laughs> yes. too much shit now. Oh, the so. Goldbergs. That's a sitcom. There you go. Yeah, that's one that I, I have a real love-hate relationship with because it's they do like, a bunch they do like five or six generic episodes in a row and then i learned to hate it and then they do one that's like the greatest 80s tribute episode that i love and it wins me back Look, and man. now it has a spinoff series in the 90s yeah kinda. i refuse to watch that bullshit hell no yeah that's gonna go as well as the uh th- that 80s show yeah. um dude i just need you to know the only time i watch the goldbergs is when i get like super drunk yeah but then I'll end up watching like seven episodes and be like, be like, I'm gonna fucking like marathon this show. Then I just wake up hungover as shit the next day and completely forget about it. Yeah, watch the uh, Halloween episode they did with Robert, with dear friend of the show Robert England as Freddy Krueger. <laughs> that one's good. That's it's a good show when yeah. it's on. Yeah, uh, when it's off, it's a little uh, yeah it's generic. A, is the good yeah, it's just it. a super generic sitcom, and it's like, no, give me stuff about the eighties. Otherwise, what's the point? I don't know. Give me no, an episode right. about Rad Racer. Damn it, Rad. <laughs> God damn. Right. That's all I want. I don't know. You know what else I want? Money. Well, yeah, I I would like. To be part of an exclusive club that gets extra stuff. Ooh. But I don't want to. I don't want a lot. Maybe I want like just the tip of something. Would you want some kind of jacket that would let people know that Ooh, you're yeah. a member of this members only club? Yes, yes I would. <laughs> I would like this jacket for members only. Ah. Yeah. Well, we don't have members only jackets, but what we do have. Our bonus episodes every month as part of our Just the Tip Club. Hey! For as little as $1 per month, you can get a butch. So this is the point where I'm going to try and pitch spinoffs to you guys. I have two that I think would be really, really good. So every month... All right, uh, what you got? Lay it on me. So every month, what we're going to be doing is for our Just the Tip Club members, and I'm going to be posting a link to this... Uh, to the how do how you can join the just the tip club this week it's it replaces our patreon our patreon is no more that went down in a blaze of glory but if you want to support the show help us grow let us go to conventions and do other stuff have prizes to give away which i also have to talk about because we've got a prize to give away and it's going to be incredible support us by joining the just the tip club 
you could have. Now, here's here's a couple of ideas that I want to throw out to you guys. All right, the first one is where we pretend to be overweight people. We pretend to be fat people, and it's a show called It's Raining Food. I think you're the only one that doesn't have to, or that would have to pretend. Yeah. <laughs> where where we bring on guests and we literally just talk about food. And it would be really funny, uh, called It's Raining Food. Secondly, show called Tobacco Road. What's this about, by the way? Here's what it is. We put in uh, voice modulators on our audio, so it sounds like we have those voice boxes. So it sounds like we've had our vocal cords removed because we smoke too much. Okay. Starring your hosts, Joe Camel and Nick Oteen, <laughs> we invite guests on to talk about whatever, but always end up asking them about just cigarettes. Okay. And so it would go like, I see you have a new book out. What sort of cigarettes do your characters like to smoke? Uh, well, no one really smokes in the book. Would they like menthols? I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> it's called Tobacco Road. I just need to get the voice modulators, and we'll just do this show. It'll be fine. And the crowd goes mild. We'll workshop them. No, we actually have <laughs> we actually have legitimate real shows. Uh, some of our guest stars, uh, which you may remember from uh, last summer's Where in the World is Julian, uh, who came on and guested and, and stepped up and uh, were part of the show. Part of the Talk Nerdy to Me extended family have been working on shows to offer as bonus episodes that will be released once a month for our Just the Tip Club members to show how happy we are and how appreciative we are for your support. Those episodes will not be available anywhere else. I know, uh, Obi John, you and I have talked about stuff. Uh, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to lob out a couple that are in the works, if yeah. not in the can? Yeah. So um, Tobacco Road, <clears throat> Captain Chris, <laughs> Captain Chris, and I are working on bringing back. Uh, if you're a longtime fan, you might remember a side project I had called Unproduced, where we take a look at screenplays that never quite made it to the big screen. Uh, and in some cases, compare them to the version that did. Um, so past episodes, we did stuff like um, the original Batman vs. Superman script, um, uh, <clears throat> the original Indiana Jones 4 script, uh, stuff like that. We've got a bunch uh, stacked up, ready to go for all kinds of horror, sci-fi, action stuff. Um, so that'll be coming uh, in some form. We're still kind of hashing that out. And we um, will talk like this. The whole time. No, we won't. I'm just kidding. I'm well, not going to let that idea die. <laughs> I'm not going to let that idea uh, die. I'm not going to do uh, it. And there's one project I'm really excited about. Uh, I don't know what its current status is, but it's maybe the most amazing thing I've heard of. The The spinoff I'm most excited for right. is a show called House Rules. Yes. With Commander Scott yes. uh, talking about board games. Yeah, uh, because nice. it's going to be a 12-episode series that finally answers the question, is there money to be gained from landing on free parking in Monopoly? <laughs> With all the hard-hitting interviews that you just want to... People that you never thought you would have... Both Parker brothers, Milton and Bradley, all the major players in the board game world are going to answer this question about free parking in Monopoly. No, not really. Not really. He's actually got a really good outline going, and he's developing uh, a really, really fun concept 
that we're actually uh, it's going to be a multi-format. Uh, the last I heard, a multi-format project, which is going to be really fun. So, because you know we're mm-hmm. all big board gamers, so I'm super excited for that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're going to so make just it worth two. your time. Yeah, there's plenty more. Uh, we're going to make it worth your time to donate. Uh, we know that uh, you could spend your money anywhere in this world in 2019. I mean, literally anything. The internet exists. You can f- spend your money on pretty much anything you want. So anybody that uh, decides that's to, true decides to honor us and uh, you know look out for us and, and donate something, we're going to take care of you and make sure that you get some good and, stuff. And how much do they have to donate, Chris? As little as one dollar. Oh, would it be or him? <laughs> Either wanna, one of you. You want to do it together? We'll say as your name's as, not Chris Coron. As little as one dollar per. Got him. And if I see you in person, um, I may. Uh, you know. You know what else I can do? Uh, if I see you in person. We'll get you a, a Talk Nerdy to Me die-cut sticker and coaster. And electronically, I will forward you some of our jail mail. Because <laughs> we've what? got jail mail that I haven't what, read what, yet. What? Come on! Uh, maybe next week we'll do some jail mail. I don't know. I See, the problem is i got a stack of stuff to get through. We got we, The problem that we have on this show is we have too much stuff to get through. Uh, we are clearing the fucking slate next week for jail mail because <laughs> it's my birthday Friday. Oh, yeah. That's what I want. Sweet. I want jail mail next week. Remind me to send you an awkward text about something completely unrelated <laughs> to your birthday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But speaking of special days coming up. You guys ready for another contest? Because I've got a contest in mind. If you guys want to do an actual contest, I'm ready. I feel like we're overdue. The last big contest we had was last Valentine's Day when uh, we we gave away some... We, we partnered with uh, that great adult toy store and gave away a bunch of stuff. I think we're about due for the follow-up. And I've got a great idea. Because look <laughs> okay. at it. Look, I love when we pitch stuff on air. No, I, I've told you about No, I, I, I think I told you about this. I'm giving you a hard time. I think I told you about this. I know I told Koran about this. Yes, you did. I love it. Because here's the thing is he's the most depraved person on the show besides me when it comes to this stuff. So, uh, so it's not incest because that's Julian. Right. That, that was Julian's thing. Yeah. yeah so, well, actually, this kind of. Yeah. Julian, I probably should have texted you instead. Looking at it this way. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm afraid now. Probably. <clears throat> so the next big holiday coming up that I look at on my calendar, aside from Koran's birthday, we're going to take that off the table, is because I know your birthday is April-ish or May-ish. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, is Mother's Day. Right? I think. I think Mother's Day is the next big holiday. So I know that all of us we we love and appreciate our moms and i know that our listeners love and appreciate their moms and so this is going to be a chance to showcase that uh oh did i leave no you're still here you okay. just really cut out okay um oh okay it just there was a message okay uh so okay Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to do that, by the way. Um, that'll be perfect for our next contest. Okay. I like it. I like it. 
Uh, so Mother's Day, right? We all love and appreciate our mothers. We know our listeners love and appreciate their mothers. Now's the time to prove it. With a game I like to call the MILF game. Here's how it works. Starting next week, actually starting after this episode, if you want to Facebook message or email your entry to our show, you can either email iheartstamos at gmail.com or you can message our Facebook page about why your mom is a MILF. <laughs> now, be as uh, I'm just going to say, be as de- there's two parts to this. Be as descriptive as you feel like you should be to win. Am I cutting out for everybody else? No. Okay. Well, we're all just listening, man. Okay. 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 I was just making sure. Uh, so be as descriptive as you feel like you should be to win. And we're going to pick a winner that describes why their mom is just the epitome of the definition of MILF. And we all know what that means. And if we don't, Koran, what does MILF mean? Uh, Mother, I'd like to fudge. There you go. So that's going to be step one. And what we're going to do is we're going to have that person on the show. Whoever wins, we're going to vote on it. Whoever wins... We're going to bring them on the show because the prize, by the way, I'll go ahead and cut to the chase with the prize. The prize is a $50 restaurant gift card so you can take your mom out for Mother's Day. Good prize. <laughs> Good prize, right? <laughs> right? Here's here's where it gets fun. No, it's a, it's a good bit, man. No, no, here's where it gets fun. So once we've picked a winner, we have them on the show. They, they you know, Tell us why their mom is a MILF. We then call this person's mother and have them explain how they won the $50 gift card to take their mother out on Mother's Day. It's the MILF game. I mean, I'm going to need picture evidence of these women and possibly phone numbers just Wait, so I can I, I forgot. I forgot get my outside most... expertise on it. I forgot the most important part of this whole thing, and I'm sorry. Like, I feel like I let everybody down on this. Hold on. Uh, so, uh, it's the MILF game. <laughs> and so, what you need to do is you need to uh, message our Facebook page or email iheartstamos at gmail.com. And just tell us why your mom is a MILF. You can, you know, the celebrity she most resembles. Maybe, you know, all of your friends still come over. Or, like, people make a point to go see her because she's, you know, whatever. Like, be as descriptive as you possibly can because you want to win this gift card. And give your mother the, uh, the, the Mother's Day dinner out that she deserves, right? Because we all appreciate our moms and just soak it in, man. There, I, this is the only thing I could come up with to top the uh, the embarrassing sexual experience story is to make people describe why their mom is a MILF. 
So I instead just, of having an embarrassing sexual like experience, they're just going to talk how they're awkwardly sexually attracted to their right, brother. Right, right. See, yeah, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Okay. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. There's no possible way that this could go back. Just go, go and say... <laughs> the more biological, the better. We don't want... Yeah. Like, we've had, got plenty of stepmoms. We yeah, want, like, real step mothers. Stepmoms, stepmoms. <laughs> I mean, we're going to... Keep in yeah. mind, we're going to grade them accordingly. So... Yeah, this is definitely Julian's area of expertise. Right <laughs> I should have texted Julian first. And I can't believe you're not yeah. playing Lonely Island right now. That's all I'm saying. You're not playing what? Lonely Island right now. I know, right? Well, yeah. I, I went with Careless Whisper instead. But hold on, let me let me pull up some Lonely Island um, because they are the mother lovers. So, so yeah, it's a uh, like I don't know. I was I was just trying to think of a way to top uh, to top ourselves from last time. And this is the best thing that I could come up with. And it's a, it's a good prize. I mean, take your mom out for mother's day, make your reservations. Now, if you got a good enough story, because we're putting you to <laughs> the challenge. I Love think it. that's, I, th I think that's, uh, I think it's fair. And, um, you know, if if you if you don't have an idea for Mother's Day, there it is. There, there it is. you go. So um, don't be like these guys. Just send a message to us, and uh, you just send us a message about why your mom is a milf, as descriptive as you possibly can be. We'll read them. Send pictures. We'll, we'll leave out names. Julian requests pictures. I mean, and and don't go to uh, the uh, you know you know honestly you want to know what spawned this idea? Not really. <laughs> uh, apparently, there's a subreddit that's called uh, "R Would You Fuck My Mom." No. <laughs> what? I'm going there right now. <laughs> so our next topic today. And and so I was like, hmm. Okay, that exists. Apparently, that's a thing. Mother's Day is coming up. So don't go stealing pictures from our Would You Fuck My Mom. Just just take your own. Send them to the podcast for Julian. And maybe uh, maybe the rest of us. And uh, you know, give a little description. We will we will read them. We'll decide. We'll leave out names. Uh if that's what you want. You could just put in uh don't use my real name. And we will just uh, we'll come up with a name. We'll come up with a, an embarrassing name uh, to call you, but uh, then well, you can win a $50 gift card to a restaurant to take your mom out. It would be great. It needs to be Hooters. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. This um, is this is real, yeah. You're right, Been... see? Dude, I'm, I'm telling you. Julian can confirm. <laughs> oh, like the second one, somebody's like taking a... <laughs> oh, Somebody like hit a camera and took a picture of her as she's drying her hair out of the shower. Oh, jeez. Ha! I'm <laughs> all right. Time to move on. Yeah. So the last topic to this week what is going on here. This is John's topic. There's another one. <laughs> okay, Julian, mute your mic for the next thirty seconds because we know what oh, you're going to be doing, and we don't need sudden, to hear yeah. it. Just going to be the same Julian over there. <laughs> oh God! All right, jo Obi John, what do we got to take? <laughs> one us of the home? titles is "Who Wants to Pound My Mom's Ass." <laughs> <laughs> I want you 
you created this, Captain. I want you to know that. This uh, is no, all you. Uh, and you know what? Like I'm like nine, I'm like eighty percent proud right now. There's twenty percent shame, but it's like eighty percent proud. <laughs> I just want him to keep reading out titles. That's all. Sorry for the flex, but another beautiful mom I had fun with. God, they love big black cock. All Did right. You? All right. 70% proud. It's dwindling. It's dwindling. <laughs> oh, it's, oh it's, God. This is awesome. All right. Let's just dig ourselves out of this hole for the love of God. And that concludes our slash Reddit of the week yep. segment. Yep. The, the of the week of the week this week is the subreddit. So I'm just going to jump into it. Yeah, just go. Just, yeah, please. There you go. Be the voice of reason, please. We'll start that again. Subreddit of the week. Yeah. Okay. So our next topic, our final topic today, uh, was actually submitted to us uh, by a listener. Uh, so shout out to uh, Kristen Williams. I'm saying that correctly. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Um, it's a very complicated name, hard to pronounce. Um <laughs> who wanted us to talk a little bit about um, the first thing I'll bring up, but the, the larger topic was essentially um, changes made from books to movies, good, bad, indifferent. Um, the example she gave and the one, the first one we'll talk about uh, has to do with the clockwork orange. But so the, the next, the last bit of the segment is going to be uh, our best, worst, favorite, whatever um, book to movie changes. <clears throat> um and the first one we'll use to set things off is A Clockwork Orange. Uh, specifically, the final chapter of the novel Clockwork Orange and its omission from the film, pro, con, or otherwise. What do you guys think? Well, I will I will say right off the bat. I guess I, I should pull who's actually read. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not a Clockwork Orange like connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say the movie as it is, I think is, is fine. Like reading the, I, I will confess that I didn't read the book, but I read the, uh, the cliff notes of the last the chapter. chapter. Yeah. And I don't really think that, you know, it, it, it changes. Like, I, I think the movie's fine without it basically. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on that one, and I think it's it's interesting. Uh, I was doing my homework on it. So until like the late '80s in the U.S., <laughs> final chapter was not printed in Clockwork Orange. Um, so like when when Kubrick was making his film, it, it it he never read the last chapter. It wasn't available to him. He was he was uh, apparently uh, balls deep into making the movie when someone brought up, Hey, there's a chapter in the book that isn't in this at all. Like, and, and yet, yeah. so, um, I think the fact that, uh, for so long, uh, in America, we didn't even know there was a final chapter should speak volumes to how unnecessary the last chapter is. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, clockwork orange is essentially, uh, a story about how far is too far for control censorship, um, of, of people. They, they literally try to censor, thoughts and impulses out of people um and how far is too far to where you draw the line that kind of thing the movie itself has a really creepy tongue-in-cheek kind of ending uh correct me if i'm wrong but i believe the last line of the film is oh i was cured all right as he's kind of winking to camera yeah Um, i believe you are correct yeah which is a perfect ending for that movie because it is a bleak um 
trying to think of the word to describe the tone of the movie over the top um, um, kind of movie. And that ending just fits perfectly. Um, the last chapter uh, completely undoes the entire rest of the, the story because it's about this guy and his, his druggies, his, his gang basically going out and being in juvenile delinquents and committing terrible crimes because they have the impulse to, and why not? Um, and he goes through this horrible treatment where they, you know, uh, physically make him like sick to his stomach when he gets ideas of life about committing violence, uh, um, you know, to the point where is it really his choice not to anymore because it's going to make him six uh, for doing it? And then at the end of the book, uh, if you've read that final chapter, it's this big, long, like, you know, 30 years later, he's an old man and he's looking back on his life and he he regrets uh, all the uh, the bad decisions he makes. And he doesn't feel those impulses anymore. And he's he regrets his his woes of, of youthful exuberance and whatever. And it's like what the hell like it, it's uh i'm trying to think of a, a way to um like a something else to to, to put it in terms of, of how it kills the narrative of the story but uh it'd be like it uh uh the end of of nightmare on elm street if freddy krueger wrote a big letter about how he regrets or yeah. <laughs> if Jalen jason is yeah, if Jason Voorhees in like part eight was like, you know, I really regret all those counselors I killed. They didn't really do anything that bad. I, I'm just going to live a nice, quiet life here in Camp Crystal Lake in my cabin, my shanty by myself. And I really feel bad about all those terrible things I did. Like, it, it, it's more more so than anything else. It, it comes out of left field and there's nothing like the character doesn't go through anything to earn that big change in, in how he feels about stuff. Like, it just comes out of left field and it, it, it feels like uh, uh, like a, uh, someone's trying to, you know, hey, don't glorify these things that we've spent the last uh, 20 chapters talking about because I, I regret them now that I'm old. Like, it, it, it's completely out of left field and out of character and it's not earned uh, through the storyline at all. Uh, so fuck the last chapter. Uh, Kubrick was right. Yeah. Same goes for The Shining. Fuck you, Stephen King. <laughs> Just in general. You know what you did, Stephen. Your Hitt. movies are bad, and you should feel bad. They are, for the most part. Unless your pseudonym directed them. <laughs> that is important. Never going to let that joke go. <laughs> that is why it's important not to drink in Facebook, people. <sighs> that is your lesson of the day. Don't get drunk in Facebook. Because Any other thoughts on Clockwork Orange? Uh, the uh, Simpsons parody was forever. great. Yeah. Uh, it's been forever since I watched the movie, and I've never read the book. So, okay then. Yeah the uh, the Simpsons parody with Mo as the main character is pretty good. Uh, it's, it's actually a really good. <laughs> the South Park did the same thing with Cartman too. It's it's actually a really really good like pretty faithful like parody adaptation. I was very impressed. It's good. All right, then. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, Kirsten, I hope you got your $2 worth out of it. No, nah, she's going to be mad. That, she's going to uh, be mad at us. I'll open the floor. Um, <laughs> I'll open the floor. Uh, your best, worst, most loved, most hated changes from book to novel. Uh, and Kirsten, if you didn't feel you got your $2 worth, come see us at a convention. We'll give you a change. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you a $1.85. Um, 
<laughs> that's about, yeah, that's about uh, what I got. This is something I've talked about a lot, and it is what I consider to be probably one of the, in one of the few instances where I think the movie is better, not something you'll hear a lot of people say um, about, like, you know, about movies or about books they really enjoyed, because I really in, enjoyed the book, The Ritual. Uh, it's by Adam Neville, and it, you know, it was a great atmospheric uh, horror movie about four friends who go camping in the wilderness to honor their friend who died. Uh, when I, I read it back in like 2014, and I think in like 2017, I saw something on Reddit about it being made into a movie, then promptly forgot about that until I saw uh, the Netflix ad for it when it was getting ready to air. And I sat down and watched it like the day after it came out on Netflix and was hugely surprised because like there was just this gnawing at the back of my head the entire time of how are they going to cover the end of the book? Uh, about this at length um, last week, earlier this week, whenever the last time I saw you was that time before now. Yeah. Yeah. That time before now. And um. I'm going to get super spoilery. Spoilery? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that works. We'll count it. For, for, the end of the, for the end of the book and the movie. Um, the whole thing is there is some evil force, some evil creature that is driving, uh, that is like murdering these people, that is murdering the, the four friends and comes down to just your main character. It comes down to just him. And he's walking to try and get out of the woods and just collapses. He hasn't, like, because, you know, in the book they break down that, like, they really have to conserve food because they need the caloric intake for energy so they can keep walking. And X and Y and Z really does a great job of, like, making you feel starvation for the characters. Um, but in the movie, if you've watched it, it comes down to the main character, and I can't remember his name, but, you know, they always make fat jokes about him. That guy, the guy who sprains his ankle. Um, it comes down to the two of them. So in the book, it's just your main character, and he collapses, and then all of a sudden he, like, he wakes up and looks next to him, and he thinks he's hallucinating because he's watching two people with face paint have sex. So he just passes back out. Come to find out in the book, it's these three goth kids that have found him because they found at their public library where they were ordered to do community service. They read about the creature and wanted to try and sacrifice someone. Uh, so the they're, one of them's a couple, and then they brought their friend. The, the couple tell him, it's like, well, if we hadn't found you, we were just going to murder our friend and sacrifice him but we happened upon you. So it brings this super atmospheric, super creepy, super in like, in like intense horror book to a screeching halt because your main character has now been kidnapped by like goth kids. Like John, I'm not even joking. They basically describe them like the metalheads from death Gasm. Yeah. It's a fun movie, by the way. Um, but in the movie, it makes a lot more sense. It's this, like, small, like, cult collective of older people 
that seemed kind of reminiscent of the village, uh, of the people in the village from the beginning of Resident Evil 4. But they don't speak English, they're speaking another language, and they're basically like, they take the friend, they take the fat friend out, and he gets murdered pretty quickly. Um, and they, because, you know, they're, they've basically found their sacrifices. Uh, so, I, and uh, I've actually got something, we're, we're going to come back to the ritual here in a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things where, like, holy shit, I am so glad they changed it because, like, I think uh, on Letterboxd, I think I gave the ritual, like, four, four and a half stars. But if they'd gone, like, if they'd gone with that goth family or goth, like, friendship group or whatever, it it just brings it to such a screeching halt because it's not what you're expecting. But it's not in that, like, oh, cool, that was a pleasant surprise. It's like... It was just the, what the fuck made the author go in this direction? It was more head-scratchingly bad than take you by surprise good. Yeah, that's right. not what you want. That's not, usually not the way you want to go. Yeah. Yeah, and I've never, uh, never seen that movie or read that book, uh, but just by your description, yeah, I don't really understand that. Hey, yes. we're talking about moments that grind a book to a halt. Ready for a slightly hot take? Yeah. All right. You guys are all vaguely familiar with Lord of the Rings. You know what part of Lord of the Rings is completely unnecessary and doesn't need to be in any kind of adaptation? of Lord of the Rings. Uh, I prefer to call the, the Peter Jackson films the Get to the Chase edition <laughs> of Lord of the Rings because those books move at a glacial pace uh, and, and Tom Bombadil is sort of like the epitome of, of everything I hate about the books. He's a character is introduced early on, takes up a whole lot of time, contributes absolutely nothing to the rest of the plot of the book. He's just a random like way station in the journey of getting the hell out of uh, uh, Hobbiton uh, and getting out of the Shire and getting on with the story already. A um, whole bunch of people who were super upset because they loved Tom Bombadil and he got cut out of the book. And, and yeah, I'm all for it because that whole sequence grinds the whole story to a halt. And let's be honest, it wasn't really trucking along to begin with. It takes half a book for Frodo to leave the goddamn Shire. Um, Bombadil and, and generally what I call uh, cutting the fat out of that story um, I far prefer the films over the books I know I need to turn in part of my geek cred for that but I've never read them so whatever oh my god dude 150 pages in and just fuck I kept falling asleep I'm like fuck this I'm just gonna watch the movie because in that 150 pages, Frodo's still in the goddamn Shire, planning how to leave. Like, just like you said, nothing fucking happened. He's over here, like, <laughs> curling his toe hair or something for, uh, like, eight pages, and he just talks about it. It's fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Making arrangements for who's going to tend to the garden and who's going to uh, shutter it up during a st uh, uh, the house during a storm and, and planning out routes with maps. It's like, just leave! Just go! He's hiding all his good spoons from his cousin that ends up coming and stealing them anyway. So uh, yeah, it's, spoken uh, like someone yeah. who's never had a spoon stolen. 
Just throwing that out there. When you have you have when somebody when you go on vacation and someone steals your good spoon, then you're gonna be like, shit, he was right. I dig it. Uh, th- that's coming from someone who you know my history with Lord of the Rings. I'm just gonna be quiet during this whole Lord of the Rings talk. <laughs> I'm just gonna take myself out of that equation. I mean, I kind of I'm under- gonna be good. I was just going to say, I, I was going to extend it further. I was going to say, I'm one, probably one of the few people that like the Hobbit movies better than the book, too. So, fuck them. Yeah. Okay, but it's like a third grade reading level, and I'm, <laughs> I I was forced to read it. And I just, I never developed the love I have for the story that I have now. And it's not because of the movies. Like, I reread it when I was older, but it was just like, God damn, this book fucking blows. I mean, you got, like, an invisible fucking goblin-looking fucking thing. It's fucking stupid. So, um, I just... <laughs> Never really got into it, but once I got older, I, I, I reimagined it and it got a lot better. But man, the fucking movie—I don't care what anybody says—the three fucking movies for The Hobbit are badass. You can suck my dick. I love them. The, the Battle of the Five Armies. Of the I don't five care. Armies is badass. I will never saw any of them. Yeah, far you and me went in the theatrical cut. There for like what, fourteen hours one day and watched all the extended cuts of those yes, fucking movies, did. and it was awesome. I don't care what anybody says. I know I could have read the book in that amount of time, but I'd rather sit there on my fat ass, like covered in popcorn and like Mountain Dew and watching it on a video or on a screen. Hey, man. Covered in popcorn and Mountain Dew is the name of John tape. <laughs> of course. That's what I'm doing as soon as the show's done. <laughs> We're trying to cross promote, man. It's fine. <laughs> God, I love this show. And now it's going to be called, now it's going to be called Covered in Popcorn and Mountain Dew. Colon, a sex tape. <laughs> that is that is this that, that is this week's episode title. It. Congratulations. Look what you did. I fucking love it. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, that escalated real quick when you talk about the Hobbit. That is uh I got a little scared. Like, that escalated I mean, in a hurry. It was impressive. Someday when we have more time, I would love to debate Julian on that. Um because I partially agree with him. Uh, but okay. for the sake of keeping the show on time, I'll, I'll just bite my tongue. Well, the good thing about that is, is it won't take us six months to read the fucking book. We can do it over a long weekend and then talk about yeah. it the next day. God damn. You and you reading. That's why I never could get into the Cimmerillion because it's like, it's another <laughs> fucking thousand pages. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those, uh, again, we can get into the Tolkien talk later, but yeah, Cimmerillion is impossible to read unless you're an uber Tolkien nerd, because it really wasn't written to be released as like a novel. It's basically just like a reference guide for the history of, of the world that they're in. So uh, it's very um, lots of names and dates and places. But, Boring is you know, yeah. the word you're looking for. Boring. Yeah. We'll go with that. yeah, it's very, yeah, there's, there's not like a story structure to it. There isn't like a beginning, middle and end and characters to like follow and watch them like progress and change and have an arc. No, it's, 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 it's like a history of kind of thing, which I'm, I'm kind of into sometimes like I'm reading uh fire and blood, uh, which is the like history of the Targaryen family in Westeros from Lord of the Rings. Um, and that's similar to Silmarillion, but at least then like they kind of, you know, they go uh, um, era by era through the different Targaryens, but they at least kind of like build their life into a bit of a story, kind of. Like there's characters and names you can follow and not just like 
yeah. Anyway, yeah. Still, really impossible to read unless you're an uber uber nerd. I really thought yeah, unless you you're would. fucking Stephen Colbert, like a, just yeah, on the <laughs> autism spectrum, and you say, just can name every dark elf that ever lived. You say know, the Scott Cox scale, but uh, that Stephen Colbert works too. <laughs> I really, really thought when you said you were reading a book about that family, you were going to say it was about Game of Thrones. I really thought that was the name of a Game of Thrones. I'm starting my Game of Thrones uh, for the third time, by the way. My watch through. Yeah, yeah, Targaryen from Game of Thrones. Did I yeah. say is something else? I'm sorry. Uh, I thought you said Lord of the Rings. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. And, and the, the Targaryens are from uh, Game of Thrones. That's what I thought. Wait, sorry, right. so he's so he's so bored by it he can't pay attention <laughs> even when you mention it in a glancing yeah. conversation. Flanagan, I didn't. I thought you didn't even watch Game of Thrones. I got. Uh, I've tried to watch it twice. And okay. both times I've gotten to season two, episode three, and I've stopped. Okay. Um, and it's just because, like, I get, like... See, here's my problem with Game of Thrones. Oh, God. Here we no, go. No, no, it's real go. quick. It's real quick. Get comfortable, guys. Yeah. No, Game of Thrones <laughs> is one of those shows that you can't be doing anything else while you're watching it. Like, you, you have right, to... Right, you have to pay attention. Right, yeah. like, you have to give 100% of your focus to the show every episode the entire time and for me a lot of tv watching is i've got it on while i'm doing something else i'm either doing something for work or i'm texting or i'm playing that friggin' card game that i've been playing for five years on my phone like it's usually like i divide my attention between a couple things and i always end up right around that time like something happens in the show and I'm like that should have more of an impact for me but I don't really know all these characters like I know the characters by like their defining characteristic not by their name I'm like that's not going to change the entire series I'm like that's that's the little guy that's the guy that pushed the kid out the window when the kids saw him having sex with his sister that's the guy that always dies and everything like I don't know character that's the really big guy like that's a little douchebag I want to punch in the face. Like, I don't know their names. Uh, did I mention the little guy? Uh, you know, that's that's kind of the thing. So that's the girl that they dress like a boy and move, like all kind. I don't know, whatever. So I always get to the same point and I'm like, eh, like, I'm not really as impacted by this. And then, like, a, a lot of time goes by in between watching the next episode, and now it's been, like, a year and a half, so I might as well just start over. Oh, I, I think we've talked about this. I watched the entire first season once, and, uh, you know, I think I've mentioned this on air before. My rule is I'll give most shows, like, the entire first season. Um, it, it's happened with Weeds. It happened with uh, Pushing Daisies, and I'm trying to think about, like, there was another big one. Uh, oh, The Shield. Uh, ah, The Shield. And Game of Thrones are the four shows that I can think of where I watched the entire first season, and then it was just like, I don't give a fuck what happens to any of these characters. I'm ashamed that we're friends. Well, I'm ah. always ashamed we're friends, so. Wow. I'm with you, Julian. If you can't, I mean, if you just said The Wire, I would have driven to your house and punched you right in the dick. Um, But The Shield is bad enough. The Shield is fantastic. Game of Thrones is the greatest TV show ever produced um and i really as much as i love you too i might fight you next time i see you look all i'm saying is put your phone down for an hour watch the episode and if you don't remember the character names that's fine because you know what we're eight seasons in and i'm still having conversations with people who've been watching the show the entire time and don't know character names 
It's fine. <laughs> if you can describe them enough for me to know who you're talking about, you can be a real Game of Thrones fan too. Oh, and honestly, those yeah. were the most accurate uh, character descriptions <laughs> of anybody I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, though, you hit the nail you on did. for not knowing their names. You literally describe them to a T. Like, how I would describe them to someone else is exactly how you describe them. So, you're right there. You just got to pay just maybe 10% more attention and you'll be good to go. All right. Well, I, I think I think this, this run through, I'm going to give it my all. I'm really going to try. And uh, give me like... You um, have to... Give me a month and we'll see where be, I am. You got to be fully dedicated. Like it's it's definitely not a background noise kind of show. Like any of those Chicago shows, those are background noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the Game even, of Thrones. You can even just run them together. Is there is there an that just plays a random episode yeah, from one of the three Chicago shows? That can you even just simulcast them to where you're watching all three at the same time, so you're wasting less time. <laughs> yeah, because now they show them all back to back to back on one night. It's like NBC Thursday or whatever the hell it is, or Wednesday. It's uh, it's the Chicago new TGIF. Night. Yeah, ugh, don't don't uh, even it, poison TGIF with that. That rubbish. Can I have some fun. Show you how it's done. TGIF. So bad, like that they have like bottle episodes that go back and re-explain the last eight episodes. They're just they're so terribly written and just slummed together. I fucking hate them. Previously on Who Gives a Shit. <laughs> Pretty much how it is. I don't know. Any I love other... how like. Go ahead. Any other what? I was no, I'm just saying. I love that topic. I was about to say I love how like I I have to jump off to take a phone call from work or something. And I get back on. I don't know what we're talking about, but I just start ranting about dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all, that's, that's, it's all good. I think I know where I'm at. I'm not 100 percent sure. I just fuck it. I jump in with both feet because I don't know how to do it any Trust other way. Well, yeah. we're gonna steer back to. Are there any more uh, favorite or hated changes from books to movies? Uh, Abraham yeah, Lincoln, I must... Vampire Hunter cut out an entire character but whatever what about it um i didn't hate it but i know a lot of people did and yeah the, the book is better i'll be that guy i <laughs> i what i'll be that guy uh Abraham, you say the movie's better no the book is better uh, I've never read the book. I've only seen the movie. The book is really good, and they add... Shockingly like, good. Yeah, like, it's, it's like... I know we say it sometimes, it's unfair how good it is, but, like, it's good. Like, it came out of nowhere, and it's good. Like an arc, like, like a perfectly timed RKO. Like, it's, it's out of nowhere, <laughs> and it's good. And the movie was also good in its own right, but you kind of have to forget that there's a book like if you never read the book you would be like the movie's pretty good it's it's fun it's entertaining whatever if you read the book afterwards you're like man the movie just got a lot of shit wrong and just didn't do a lot of stuff because it was lazy so knowing that they both exist and having read through the book the book is better and the movie's a disappointment but if you've never read the book and you like the movie don't read the book that's my my pro tip that's all I can. That's all I can Fair. tell you. Don't read the book if you haven't yet. If you find the movie to be a little disappointing, read the book. You'll like the book a whole lot better. Fair enough. The defense rests. Oh wait, that was <laughs> no. Last week. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Got caught up in it. Julian, did you I have something? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, for me, I don't know why, but it seems like anytime anybody adapts like a Chuck Palahniuk 
work. Like I liked the movie better. Like Choke, I thought was a lot better than the source material, and Fight Club definitely I thought was way better than the book. Oh God, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The book, if, if you've never read it, it ends really weird. Like he ends up uh, like on a bus going to a mental institution or something like that, and everybody, I mean, everybody's a member of a Fight Club, so they all know who he is. He doesn't end up with Marla. They don't end up uh, launching, you know, the master plan to eliminate all credit card debt and send, you know, the economy into chaos. And it's just the book. It's really weird. Like they were going to something happens like they were going to blow up the building, but then they get caught by like the one guy in the FBI who's not uh, a member of the fight club. And he gets sent off to a mental institution. But then the bus driver and the orderlies, they're all in on it. So he's immediately going to get out. But the movie is just so much better. Like it's it's a much better. It's a, I think it's a more visceral representation of the actual fighting, like in Fight Club. I think that when um, what's his name, Jared Leto gets his ass kicked. That's one of my favorite movie or favorite parts in cinema of all time. I just love I just, watching that that angel that face. <laughs> yeah, I just love watching that angel face cocksucker get his teeth knocked out of his fucking head. It's just and then. And then he's like, where'd you go, psycho? He's like, I just wanted to destroy something beautiful. I'm like, that's fucking perfect, you know? And then Meatloaf reviving his fucking career being Bob Paulson and his bitch tits, you know? It was just, it was awesome. The movie is just so well done. And every time I watch it, I like it more and more and more. And just the book was just kind of, eh, it's whatever. I mean, and Choke was kind of the same way. Like, I, I really love, uh, what's his name? Um, Sam Rockwell. So anything he's in, he yeah. just you know, brings a character to life. And the book was okay. I mean, it was, it was interesting, but the movie just took it to a whole another level. You make very good points because and what's that other yeah, one? I don't know if they ever filmed it, um, but what's the one where like Chuck Palahniuk's a sick fucker anyways. I love it. But um, the, the one story where he's talking about like uh, the guys experimenting with the suction at the bottom of a swimming pool That's going into from, like the filter. Um, Oh crap! What's the name of the book? Tuesdays book and with everything, Lori. but I can't remember the fucking title. Haunted. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because it's like random, like short stories and uh, like just situational stuff in it. Because that part of it, the guy's like, "Do I drown with my butthole hanging out, or do I bite yeah. <laughs> bite into it and try and live um, and somehow with a colostomy bag?" So yeah. the, the premise of the book is it's like thirteen authors are basically being quote camp and it like follows a bunch of their like short stories and that kind of stuff and when I actually I went to his signing at the Kentucky Theater back in oh something and yeah he actually read that short story to the crowd like I'd already read the book but he actually read that short story to the crowd and yeah that that's also the only book that's ever discussed and not even that's like not even that short story but like that is the only book i've ever had to put down and be like if i keep reading i might throw up yeah that's one of the tamer parts of the book yeah i'll give it that um yeah he's a sick fucker i mean he's he, i don't think he's as fucked up i think I think he's just as fucked up as Stephen King in a different way. Like all his stuff is more like introspective and like Stephen King's just like, let's have an orgy with kids in a sewer. And, <laughs> you know, he's just fucking, he's that a sick, he's a, Yep. Yeah, I know. True. I know. And it's fucking weird. Remember that next time yeah. I'm trying to defend Stephen King as an author. Yeah. Like I'll never, I'll, mm -hmm. <laughs> he keeps talking shit about anything. And I just remember like you literally wrote about how giant a fucking 11 year old's mm -hmm. cock was and how some chick got railed in a sewer. And then uh, we defeated the the monster with, through the help of the uh, the Hindu turtle god. 
Yeah, I'm not making that up. Yeah, that story checks out. Yeah, I just... The reason she what the fuck, from man? The movies. Uh, God damn it. Poor Tim Curry was involved with that at one time. What the fuck? Even that terrible movie, oh. Cut the Turtle God Out. Um, just the fact that he had to be around Stephen King for longer than eight <laughs> minutes. Just fucking... I feel bad for the guy. Uh, there is one movie, so I've been talking a lot about how I appreciate the movies better than books. Uh, like Clockwork Orange, better than the book. Lord of the Rings, better than the book. Um one movie i will have to concede the book was better and it was always going to be better uh but there's one specific thing i want to take it to task for uh ready player one i enjoyed the movie as an alternate version of the story um we were never going to get the book verbatim as a movie it just wouldn't work um but there's one specific thing that every time i watch the movie it just feels dumber and dumber and not in a fun way um the first challenge to get the first key in the book it's one of those hidden in plain sight uh the reason our our hero figures it out is because he's kind of limited uh in his his uh ability to explore like everybody else is and it's one of those he's the only person who sees the world from a certain angle and sees that it's hidden in, in perfect uh, or in, in plain sight. And I try not to ruin what it is in the book. Um, uh, and then when he gets to the challenge, it just so happens to be like, it's something he's great at. Uh, like it's random knowledge. He never thought would come in handy. And here it is, uh, which is great because that's kind of what ready player one is all about <laughs> His useless knowledge coming to, to fruition uh, in the movie. It's a big race, which I get. Yeah, that's much more cinematic. And the race itself is badass. Uh, it's like every cool car from every movie you can think of racing, uh, but battling T-Rexes and King Kong while they're racing. It's amazing. Um, but to solve the puzzle, rather than solving a mystery and performing uh, uh, a skillful task, um, you drive backwards really fast tell me what internet video game someone doesn't immediately try to fuck around with the rules of the game someone would have discovered that by accident like day one mm-hmm. that the, the race appeared on the oasis which is like the the, the internet um i think it was uh um b-rye who pointed that out it's like dude i know how much people love to hack and mod like PC games, don't tell me for one second somebody would have immediately driven backwards the entire race just because they could and accidentally discovered the key. Like, it's way too simple. It's way too dumb. Um, and the way he figures out to do that is also incredibly oversimplified. Uh, it, it, the whole point of the first challenge is to build up your character and to show how you know smart he is and how skillful he is and, and you know kind of build him up as the hero. And and I don't really think it does uh, accomplishes that in the movie. Um, the rest of the movie I had no problems with. I I, I I I understand they were limited and they couldn't have all the references in the book in the movie because you just couldn't afford to. It would have cost you know two billion dollars for licensing deals. Um, I enjoy the movie for what it is, except for that stupid race. Like the race itself, again, is visually amazing, um, but that being the way to solve the puzzle hurts me every time. Yeah, I mean, I get just like you said, I get it. Um, I would have rather been like the book, but I also, I don't like my biggest gripe with it was not really the race, but the extra life, uh, how he earns the extra life. I don't know why I just like the book version so much better. Um, yeah, 
I, I just think it fit more with the story rather than, you know, just, hey, let's go watch this and we'll make a bet. And I bet he says this. I'm like, that's kind of ham-fisted, I think. It, I get it. I totally understand why they did it. But I just, I really love the, just like you were saying, the book just does it so much better and it fits better in that universe. They probably couldn't do it because of licensing rights. And it, it may have been boring to watch on screen, but because of the later, uh, basically the final scene matches that scene as well. Um, yeah. They were too similar and I get it. Um, but just, I always have, every time I look at that, I'm like, man, it'd have been so much fucking better if they'd done it like the book. But what the fuck do I know? A movie made a billion dollars. So. 648 million. Oh, whatever. I just like. But who's counting? It's more money than I'll ever make, so fuck it. (laughs) It rounds up. To the nearest billion, it made a billion. No, it did. It was uh, was top 10 of that year, so. I've got one more, unless anybody else has any. Are we talking about worst? Sure. Whatever you got. Uh, No, no. The, The other two things. Well. Are we talking about like things that we wish had been, or things glad we're left out? Wait, 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 wait. If this is John dies at the end, I'm going to slap you. Oh, it is John dies at the end. Of course, it's John <laughs> dies at the end. All right, we're going to stop here. Go back to any previous episode of this show to hear Conan rant about John dies. At the end. Yeah. <laughs> any of Anytime we talk about books, we talk about this book. Yeah. 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 I mean, Peacock, you already know my point here. Again, it was what we there, talked there about. There might be one listener who hasn't heard it yet, though, so go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, it, in the book, and this is actually something like, uh, you know, I knew that they were going to have a lot of constraints, and I've come to terms with the fact that I fucking hate the movie. I just, I, I love Clancy Brown, I love Paul Giamatti, I love Don Coscarelli. You'd figured the three of them would be able to, like, sway me into enjoying the movie, but no. Um, But, like, I I knew they weren't going to be able to do the Vegas stuff. I knew that wasn't in the budget. I knew, like, a whole bunch of stuff wasn't. But there's this, like, inside running gag in the entire book where they keep mentioning Limp Biscuit, the band. They just keep fucking mentioning them. And, you know, one of the things about the drug and all that is uh, at some point in time, John, or I'm sorry, Dave gets uh, driven back to his house and he's having a conversation with this driver. And all of a sudden, about like two pages into it, he just looks at her and goes, holy shit, you're Fred Durst. And here's my thing. How much fucking money would it have cost to get him to do like a 45 second scene in the movie? Like 150 bucks? Not even that, a ham sandwich. Yeah, you I couldn't mean, have done sandwich. that yeah. level of fan service just to get him in there? Like... It would have. I'm not saying it's going to change my opinion of the of the movie. The movie is not good, but it's just one of those things where it's like. And I remember when the author of the book and Don Coscarelli did an AMA together, like when the movie was getting ready to launch on demand, and like four people questioned it, and Don Coscarelli was like, "Yeah, we we fucked up there. We we really should have included that." But it was just one of those things where it was like, really? Like, again, it's not like he's not, like, 2012, what was Flint Biscuit doing? Not touring Europe at that point? Because that's all they fucking do. So, I don't know. It's the first time someone's complained about not seeing. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Durst. Fred Durst. Wow. 
Points for originality. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, yeah. bud. Well done. <laughs> well played. Uh, I've got one last one. If no one else, if everyone else is, I don't want to jump on toes. Because this, one, this one's kind of open-ended. Nope. Go for it. Okay. Um, Jurassic Park. We talked about the book and the movie on the show before. Um, the book and the film are very different in tone. Um, the The book has a darker, slightly more gritty tone to it. It, it skews a little bit more in the horror genre. Um, there's literally a scene at the beginning where um, uh, a kid gets attacked by dinosaurs that have gotten off the island, and they talk about uh, incidents where the little the compy is the little dinosaur, like the the little ones that like travel and herd like packs like land piranha um, get into hospitals. Specifically, they get into the uh, maternity wing of hospitals, and I'll let you fill in the gaps there. Um, so, yeah, and then you know we've talked ad nauseum about how at at a certain point by the end of the book, uh, Muldoon, the the game preserve warden guy is. Drinking whiskey, driving a Jeep, blowing up Raptors with a rocket launcher. So that's kind of, you know, the more gritty tone the book has. The movie changed the tone and made things a little more family friendly. It's still, you know, people still get, you know, killed by dinosaurs. Um, it, it, it's, you know, I wouldn't call it like a soft movie. Uh, but it's definitely a lighter tone overall. Um, characters are kind of softened a bit. Um, and, and for a long time. I was kind of in the camp of, you know, I want to see Jurassic Park go hard. Like, I want to see it get dark and kind of skew into the horror. Also, my question, my open-ended question is uh, that Spielberg changed up the tone for the original film. And if they'd gone dark from the start, would it have been as successful of a movie? I don't know. Part, part I, of the movie's greatness is its simplicity of the story, despite being kind of a complex story. Like, it's very simply told. If that makes sense. Sure. Uh, where it's very streamlined, and even though the same time in the movie, every time I watch it, when the kids are messing with the seatbelts, is kind of when I check out. Uh, <laughs> like, you can pinpoint it every single time but it's it, it's very streamlined and they do cut a lot out of the book uh and i think i think it's for the best though yeah i'm inclined to agree with Flanny on this one i think it's it was a good call because i mean i think if they swayed more towards the darker and horror aspect i don't know if they necessarily would have and, and again it's what you said it's not what you would call like a light movie um it definitely has some aspects of horror and everything to it but just not as much as i guess y you're saying it could have done uh but i think i'm not really sure it would have been like the powerhouse it was if it had been if it had led or leaned god damn leaned more towards the horror the horror side of things Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. No, and again, like, it was one of those things where I, I always wondered 
how would it have been? Because I remember reading the book after seeing the movie when I was in like junior high, maybe, and being like, "Wow, this is this is different. This is like much more um, adult, for lack of a better term, I guess." Like, um, it's it's not again, not that the movie is is you know super kid friendly or watered down, but it definitely has a, a harder edge to it. And I really wanted to see someone do that. And then again. Fallen Kingdom came around, and I feel like it kind of tried to do that because it, it tried to make the dinosaurs scary, and you know it it, it uh, it's a shit movie. Um, it's bad and should feel bad. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. It's god awful. Uh, and every way you slice it, it was a bad, bad movie. But they uh, part of me wonders was it because they tried to go with that darker tone that made it bad? Or I mean, there's there's plenty of other problems with the movie, but like. I think that was the biggest um, hurdle for me with that last movie was it felt like a big shift in tone, even within the movie itself, because the movie itself starts out on that slightly softer edge. And then, you know, literally we watch the, the uh, Brachiosaur fucking burn in the fiery ashes of the island. And from that point on, we're, you know, a haunted house with dinosaurs. Um so, I, mean, yeah, I don't know if it's just the tunnel shift within the movie itself or what, but like it, they tried to go, I feel a little, little darker, a little harder edge, a little more horror, uh, especially the, the opening scene of that is, uh, you know, people get picked off by a T-Rex. So uh, I, now that I've seen someone do it, maybe they were right the first time to not quite go that way with it. I don't know. Nah, fuck that. Well, and that <laughs> I like also... I like hardcore. I like hardcore fucking Michael Crichton shit. I like Eater of the Dead type shit. I want fucking dudes in bear costumes fucking feasting on the flesh of their enemies while Vikings fucking fight witches in caves. Yeah, and Antonio Banderas. Yeah, yeah, Aben. What the fuck? I love that movie. But... Shut up. Thirteenth. I love the badass. movie too. How many? <laughs> Which one of us has Viking tattoos? That's right, me. So. Um, <laughs> It's just, yeah, I completely agree. Like, I I would have totally appreciated a much darker, grittier, horror-centered uh, Jurassic Park. But the fact that it came out and it, you know, it made all that money and it spawned a franchise and it's one of the most beloved movies of all time by weirdos like us. And it's, it, it just like you said, it skirts that line of, like, child wonderment when, you know, just like um, Sam Neill when he first sees the fucking dinosaurs walking around, you know, he just, he creams his pants and he, basically go reverse back to a baby sucking on his mama's titty. Cause he doesn't know what to do. He's so excited. <laughs> and it's just that I felt that same thing when I saw it. I'm like, God damn, that's, this is like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And now going back, I don't know that I would have, it would have had that lasting effect on my childhood and my adult life. It, if it had been a horror movie, um, it might have, I mean, goddamn jaws scared the fuck out of me yeah. when I was like six and I still love it. So jaws one, not two, yeah. three or revenge, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, and now I would have definitely, I would much rather see a horror-centered movie, but I guess at the time, they made the right call. Okay. Well, and think about it. So it definitely sold better, yeah. I wasn't making a joke about 13th Warrior. I do yeah. love that movie. Think about when... Fucking get drunk and watch it. Let's drink All that right fucking then. Viking blood bullshit I bought the other day. Let's fucking get I'll weird. I'll bring it on Sunday then, asshole. Time out. Viking blood, Viking blood bullshit? Viking blood it's mead. It's like... Yeah, mm-hmm. I bought a bottle of it the other day. Fantastic. Nice. Is it? I've never had it. Sunday, One of those Sunday Sunday. I got those uh those plastic Viking horns we're gonna drink out of. It's gonna be awesome. Fuck yes. 
and that's how it happens. Goddamn right. See, this is what happens on Game of Thrones Day. We fucking we get weird. We drink <laughs> Vikings blood. We watch uh, Thirteen Warriors and Game of Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> I love it how he's like a Spanish guy playing like a Middle Eastern guy who becomes a Viking. Because that's awesome. how Hollywood works. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the sound. I love it. One week, one week it appropriate other cultures, and it wasn't a big fucking deal. And then we can watch Matt Damon save the Great Wall of China. <laughs> it's a whole theme night. God damn! Sorry, we're way and off topic. Nicholas Cage has got to be there somewhere. He can be the. We, we can watch Con Air or something just to bring ah. it back around. Oh shit! I'm, I'm in. Wait, Con Air? What, I'm in, bud. In the box. <laughs> I don't even need a goddamn excuse to watch Con Air. I literally bought that last week. I love it. I love our tangents. I've missed this. I really have. Right? This is this is fucking therapeutic for me. I have no idea. And it's it's sad anything else you want to? Because now we're now it's over. Like we're pretty much done. And yeah. after you after you just well, poured your heart out about week. how much you love it, and next week we get jail mail. Yeah. Next week we'll do jail mail, uh, and we'll have a whole bunch more stuff. It's going to be good. Well, hopefully, we'll have some entries into the the uh, Mother's Day contest, which also might be jail mail. I'm a, what was that? What was that subreddit again? I xed out of it. Uh, it's our God damn it. R slash Would you fuck my mom? Okay, there we go. Yeah. So uh, spend some time on that. Uh, enter the MILF contest. I don't know. I think I think uh, I think we're circling the drain here, so we'll say think we're past uh, that point. I think we're yeah, down the drain. Yeah, we circled it's the drain killed. about four minutes in, but uh, it's dead already. This yeah, killed. stop it! It's already dead. <laughs> yeah, um, stop. And that's just that's just how it happens. So I guess we're gonna say goodbye the only way that we know how, and that's this way. I got nothing. <laughs> I just got nothing at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's just how it goes. Sing along, everybody. Follow the yeah, bouncing ball. You do it. Sing along if you're watching live. <laughs> yeah, well, our microphones are still open at this point. They're never. This I way. love us, guys. <laughs> I love us. Oh, Jesus. Really should have closed it out with Old Town Road. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>